Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Hi, what's up? This is Mike Cherico from Yappa. I'm a senior vice president of business development. We are trying to make the internet a kinder, nicer place to engage. Yappa is based in Marina Del Rey. Let me take a step back a little and just say that we're a new technology that's actually very, very simple. We allow people to upload their voice and their video content to publishers. So it's a very simple concept that's kind of similar to the way other social media functions. But the way that we function differently is that we're currently living on the publisher's platform. And we're not only a tool for the user to engage, but we're also a tool for the publishers to curate content, to allow users to upload audio and video files directly onto the publisher's platform. So while we're new, we have like immense capability and and there's all kinds of different media verticals that we can move into. So while I just mentioned that we recently launched on Variety, which is like an entertainment news website or Hollywood news kind of B2B play, like we're also seeing success in podcasting and we're looking to get into the retail vertical and healthcare and education. There's a lot of different places that can utilize Yappa's technology. For instance, we also have a partnership with Vox Media and we're being used on their Pivot podcast with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. Huge shout out to Pivot. I'm a, a big Pivot fan. If you're not listening, you should be. These guys are they're geniuses. And what they do is they've used Yappa's technology to curate questions on a weekly basis. Their audience goes to their landing page and uploads questions using Yappa's tool. And those audio files are then managed by the Pivot producer who has a better way to curate, aggregate, and organize all that information that's coming in. You know, before Yappa came along, she was going to her Gmail inbox to like organize and, and listen to questions and, and curate this content. And Yappa's provided a solution to not only allow her to access her audience, but it also gives the audience a place to engage, follow each other. We do have a follow feature on Yappa where they can continue the conversation that's happening on Pivot. They can, they now have a place to continue to engage with each other and listen to what the audience has to say about what, and, and then the audience can also um, yap, post yaps and, and comment to each other and continue having engagement and conversation before and after the show is, is run. What attracted you to want to be part of the Yappa team? What was it about the team culture that you're like, this is this is where I belong? Well, I I had a meeting with uh, Kieran, who is one of the co-founders of the company, and he explained this technology to me. And I was like, you know, this is so simple. It's such a simple concept, you know. Why hasn't anyone thought of it before? <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, right. That's that's what I said too." And after talking to Kieran and and understanding where the company was at at the time that I was initially introduced to the company and sharing his vision and 
understanding the enormous potential for what the company can do. You know, changing the internet, making it a nicer place, that's a pretty broad aspiration. But to be a part of a startup, you know, is is an opportunity that I hadn't really had before. I've worked in other media spaces and other dot coms and, and websites and stuff. And, you know, they were attracted to me for, for my work history and my experience working in technology and, and media and stuff. But the opportunity to be a part of something that was new and emerging and to help build a company and, and to be so in the middle of watching it grow and, and being an integral part to that growth, it was such an attraction to me and and has proved to be so rewarding and challenging. And yeah, I, I still see the road ahead of us and we still have a lot of challenges in front of us, but it's it's really exciting and fun to be a part of this like team uh, that's always trying to disrupt the status quo. You know, that's what we aim to do, to, to be innovators in this technology space. And it's, it's just really been an amazing fun ride. Hey everyone, this is Kay He from Rad Reads. I'm the creator and founder of the newsletter, blog, and online teaching platform. Rad Reads is your guide to living a productive and examined life. I am based in Manhattan Beach. We often encourage people to respond and we get like 10 to 15 emails a day of people responding to something that we wrote. Yeah. I used to read them all. It's just gotten too big and you know, it's gotten yeah. big enough that I can't do it myself anymore. Right. So that's the main place. And then uh, where you and I met, um, I love Twitter. Uh, I really genuinely love Twitter. I've made so many lifelong in-person friends across the world, pre-COVID and post-COVID, but pre-COVID uh, from Twitter. So I'm on Twitter, just being myself, you know, to the extent that happens on Twitter. Those are kind of my two channels. I hate Instagram with a passion, <laughs> so I'm not on it. And, and can you share your Twitter YouTube. handle? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's my full that's full spelling of my first name. So it's K uh, K H E M as in Mark A R I D as in David H. But if you just Google Twitter K H E, that'll come up. Let's dive into the operations of Rad Reads a bit because you talked about the two hour reverse engineering. So I'm mm -hmm. super curious, and I'd like to explore like how many people are on your team and mm -hmm. how does it all function. And so first, this two hour attainable mm -hmm. number. When did you start doing that? When does the two hours happen? Is it a ritual at this point? Um, yeah. What happens in those two hours? So I'm a very, very kind of habits-driven person. I have a ton of habits, but I don't track any of them at all. It's been it's been years. So well, one of the two hours, I try to surf two hours every day. So we could talk about the LA surf life. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. You get we two here. hours of surf? It's usually like 90 minutes. Yeah, we have to talk about why you picked LA too, but okay, <laughs> okay. let's go. Two hours, so, right? So two hours. Um, so I meditate for about 90 minutes a day. I, I, I like a big chunk of my day is like tending to myself. So for everybody listening, which is everybody, because we publish the audio, my mouth is dropped. <laughs> How does this guy have so much time with ease for self-care? It's crazy. I, and I sleep eight and a half hours. I, I can't. Okay. So keep going. So there, there are some, some, some tricks there, but uh, I'm very regimented in that. Like I meditate 30 minutes first, as soon as I wake up and right before bed every day. And I try to squeeze in like one more meditation in the middle of the day, but so I'm super uh, regimented. I do all of my creative work and surfing before noon. And then from noon until like dinner time, I do like podcast interview, you know, 
I do what, what I call I have this framework of like $10 and a hundred dollar work, which is kind yeah. of low value. Yeah. Not, not by the monetary unit, but yeah. like, yeah. uh, those things that don't move the needle. So right. I do my low value work in the afternoons and I do my high value work in the mornings. And for me, high value work for the longest time has been writing. And I write a couple of emails a week. I post a lot. I write for my course. So my natural kind of creative uh, outlet is writing. So I'll sit down and write for a couple hours a day, like six, six days a week for six years. When you were organizing initially Rad Reads, how did you decide on the software that you chose to power everything, to mm. power the email system, to power what you write in, like to power your website? Yeah. Like, how did you make those choices? So uh, a few ways. I I talked to a lot of people. So I've kind of been privileged to be in this group of kind of online creators. So like I could quickly email some people I trust. I'm like, should I use this for this? But the real secret is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it does not matter. And for all you people, for all the audience members listening and thinking you're just one tool away, one template away, one, you know, one hack away. I still use a notebook. I mean, I teach a productivity course and I know all the tools, every single one. I use a notebook most of the time. This is Harshit Soni, founder of Book My Painting. We are a tech-enabled e-commerce platform. We make custom handmade portraits from photos. On the later stages, yes, in the initial stages, content marketing was the primary driver. And in fact, referrals. We designed some campaigns that uh, people would get more discount on their next order, a lot more discount if they could refer one person. We did not do that in a tech techy manner. We initially had a very manual system, but later on we uh, like bought some tools also. And referral and word of mouth was very strong. And in fact, it is still strong. We still get a lot of people coming back to us, telling us that we got to know about this and we are really interested. So initially, uh, like Instagram marketing was most important for us and very much effective because Instagram is primarily for photographers and artists. And that's where the main focus is. Uh, in fact, uh, it's a visual thing. So it's kind of obvious that Instagram is the place for art also. And apart from that, uh, I, uh, I had a firm belief that SEO pays out really well, really well in the long term. So I should start working on that. So I started the blog and I hired some people, actually interns, college interns and uh, on a stipend. And uh, I asked, I gave them topics. You have to write on these, these topics. And that's where my understanding of funnel uh, came into place. So I selected the topics based on the level of interest. We categorize some topics based on art, based on gifting, based on home decor, based on pets, because we saw a huge traction for, from pet parents. And we wrote blogs around those topics. And then initially those did not pay off, but I knew that this takes time, SEO takes time. And eventually after an year, uh, or a few months, things started uh, coming up and 
we started gaining some traffic and uh, so it was a parallel uh, machine working for us on automation because we had once put in our efforts and time and it was on automation and in parallel we were focusing on content marketing on facebook and instagram we used to uh, post some good artworks there and apart from that i was uh, starting to learn google ads google search ads to be specific and facebook ads and and just experiment all of that Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.